0: We really strongly believe that marketing is necessary after you've mastered what's your unique messaging, after you've mastered, how do I actually sell? And then you're able to scale that louder, not the other way around. Welcome to the
1: High Impact Sales Podcast. I'm Natalie Jill, And I'm Sinclair Keneally. And we cannot wait to help you make a huge, unforgettable impact in the world.
0: This podcast is for you if you are a growth, mindset-oriented founder or business owner who has a strong message that the world needs to know. Each week, we answer your top questions as visionary business owners and entrepreneurs,
1: how to actually sell what you have to offer with high integrity, high authenticity, and lots of love. Let's dive right in. Welcome
0: back. Today, we're talking sales versus marketing because they're not the same thing. They are not the same thing. They're both important, but they are different things. So uh, Sinclair and I have some things to share about this very topic today. And I want to start with marketing is the idea of how do we reach a lot of people with messaging that will resonate in the hopes that someone will buy. So you have one message that goes out to hundreds of people, and you hope someone will say, that's me and raise their hand and buy sales is going deeper. It's understanding who you're talking to the problem that they have, what you can offer as a solution and really connecting with somebody. And when you really can connect, it makes it a lot easier because you're not playing the numbers game of, I have to talk to so many people and nail this messaging. Instead, I have to go deeper and really understand people's needs and get them moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think a a way to sum that up is to say, just to really make it clear for folks is your marketing is your messaging, right? Your marketing is education, whereas sales itself is actually problem solving. Sales is actually already stepping in to serve people because you're right there in their perceptual position with them and you're starting to unpack what their needs are. Right. Mm,
0: yes. And I'm going to, give a little example. And I've told this from stage many times, but this, this example really seals it with what this means, but you know, this little mall kiosk Sinclair, I know you're familiar with those. You walk in a mall and you see those little kiosks in the middle of it and they're selling hair clips or straighteners or whatever the heck they're selling. Well, I want you to imagine you're walking through the mall and somebody's standing there in their kiosk and they're like, Hey, I'm selling jeans. I'm selling jeans. Do you need jeans? Do you need jeans? If they ask a hundred people, some people ignore them. A lot of people might be mad or walk away or whatever. If you ask hundred people, someone might happen to need jeans. Okay. That's marketing. Now, if we were to change that around a little bit and they're sitting in their kiosk and you walk by and they say, Wow. I love your outfit. That's amazing. Tell me about that. That is, you've got such style there. Well, now the person's probably going to stop and say, well, thank you. And the person strikes up a conversation, like, tell me about um, where you got those or uh, what do you look for in jeans? Or where did you find those? Or gosh, those really make your, your, your behind look really good. If you're a woman, you like that comment, but we, they really strike up a conversation with you and you are receptive because they're actually getting to know you better. And then they find, Oh, you said you got your jeans in on your vacation last year and you loved them because they were stretchy and they wash really well and they make your behind look great. And, but now you wish you had a place here that had those. Well, guess what? I've got to tell you, um, I know you might not have been looking for them today, but I happen to have jeans here that are exactly like that. And they happen to be super discounted, uh, today. Do you want to look at them? Because of that conversation, you are much more likely to raise your hand and say yes and try on the jeans and purchase them. That's what's going to happen because they struck up a conversation, they got to know you, and now they're very clear on the problem and a solution for you.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the whole point is that you're actually serving and problem solving with them. You you, You took the time to listen to what their criteria were and then you met it, right?
0: Now, one thing that's unique about Sinclair and I is both of us have truly used sales in our business. Can you share Sinclair a little bit about what, how that has helped grow your business?
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, people can, uh, people make sales too mysterious and like you and I both always say, uh, sales is serving, sales is just problem solving, sales is just listening to people. And you know, for me, one of the ways that we were able to start our practice again went after Michael and I were both super ill, like we were chronically ill and we were basically retired from life. And how we were able to get back into helping people was I was just sharing what my experience had been in coming back to health and people started sharing their experiences with me and i started problem solving with them and really listening deeply to what they needed and it just became natural to sell them a package of you know how could i help support them in their transformation if they had a similar story to mine mm. you know so it wasn't about like broadcasting from the rooftops it wasn't about like writing 100 blog posts there's no way i could have done that anyway at the time, mm-hmm. you know, it was literally just connecting with people, listening to what they needed and going, Oh, actually I know how to help you solve that problem. You know?
0: Yeah. How I about think about, you? I think about my fat loss and fitness business and how that first started. It honestly started from a place of problem solving and listening to people. I was sharing my own journey, the own stuff that I was walking through and people were raising their hand. They said, I can relate. I've got questions. This is what's going on with me. And it was me having a conversation with them. And I don't mean physically on the phone or in person. This is, you could do this through social media. You could do it through email, but it's listening to what people are saying. And I was hearing over and over again. Yes, I have this one problem. Yes, I have this one thing. And I knew I had a solution for that. So it was very targeted. I'm listening to you. I understand. Let me interact with you and let's provide a solution. And that's how I made my first product. And then, second, and then third, it's from listening. Now, I'll tell you along the way, as many people do, I got sidetracked with the idea that I needed all this marketing all of these marketing experts. And when I did that, it lost that impact. It lost mm-hmm. that integrity. It lost that influence of being able to really connect and solve problems. And sales actually went down. It looked like we were generating more, but sales went down because I had lost that touch with that. <laughs>
1: I think this is a really important point for people to hear right now because we're we're now like ten years into this current obsession with marketing, and and the the title is like marketing is everything, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And I happen to strongly disagree with that. You know, when when we're on- online and we're trying to share our message with you know a large audience, it's also highly targeted to what you have to offer and who really needs that. Um, it it can seem like marketing is the end all be all, and you have to give it everything, Mm. but you're actually kicking the sale further down the road. And not only is that exhausting for you, it's exhausting your future clients. Mm. So You you need to give them a way to come in sooner.
0: Yes. I so aligned with that. And it's interesting when Sinclair and I first started talking about this podcast and what we, what we love creating together, we talked about, we we're not calling it that, but we had called it talked about calling it disrupting bro marketing, because <laughs> we look at it as bro marketing. It's like this same theme of marketing that people think they're supposed to be doing this specific way to write emails, the specific way to say things, the specific questions uh, to ask. And it's starting to look really like they, hooks, yes. hit them over the head, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't make people feel seen, heard, or understood. And they're starting to look at it as marketing. So we really strongly believe that marketing is necessary after you've mastered, what's your unique messaging? After you've mastered, how do I actually sell? And then you're able to scale that louder,
1: not the other way around. Exactly. Perfecting your sales process, we think actually comes first. And then, you know, f- using your marketing to fine tune and broaden your reach for everybody after that.
0: Yeah. So. so in summary, we don't love bro marketing. <laughs> we said happens? Sales first, <laughs> sales first, and then scale it with marketing later.